Hey, mates, a couple of plugs up the top of the episode for you. First of all, if you are in Perth, we are coming over there Sunday, November the 2nd at Rosie O'Grady's. We are doing a live Little Dum Dum Club recording as well as both of our solo shows from this year's festivals. We're bringing a couple of guests with us and it is going to be heaps of fun. So you can get tickets for that at littledumdumclub.com. We've never been to Perth before uh, to do the show and we're very, very excited about it. Also, if you're in Melbourne, I have a new show that I've been putting together for the Melbourne Fringe Festival. It's called Con Air 2, Con Voyage, and it is a live sequel to Con Air. I would love to see as many of you guys there as possible. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tickets for that are on sale now, melbournefringe.com.au, and it starts on September 17. And also in contrast to both of those things, uh, we do need to issue a little bit of a disclaimer for this episode, uh, as you may have been able to guess from looking at who is on it this week, uh, things get a little bit dark. We do talk at length about some pretty dark stuff, uh, namely suicide and alcoholism. And so if those things are any kind of trigger for you, then uh, maybe sit this one out or at the very least uh, proceed with caution. Um, I think it would be a little bit irresponsible to not put that up the top. And uh, also, given that, I, I believe we do have some kind of responsibility uh, to let you know that if you are in need of support at any time, you can call Lifeline uh, 13 11 14, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, so, not a disclaimer that we thought we'd ever have to put up the top of the show, but proceed with caution and hopefully if you do go on, you enjoy this episode. Thanks, mates. Hey, mates. Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Daslow. Sitting next to me, the other half of the show, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Now, what's this wrap-up you got for us? Um... <laughs> Apropos of something we talked about before we started this. <laughs> no, yes. people heard that. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, I went to Thailand, as I've talked about on the podcast, I just had a few little, little few little grabs that I hadn't hadn't got around to, a few little uh, very quick snippets. Of, tourism uh, or sex tourism? Um, oh. Is that my inner conscience <laughs> asking me that? <laughs> no, that's me. My voice finally dropped. Oh, right, and now it's back. <laughs> yeah. It's been a it roller just, coaster for your puberty, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, just momentary, but it was, I enjoyed it, gra- <laughs> enjoyed it a great you're deal. About, you're about five years off. That's dodgy going to Thailand. Oh yeah, and now you're you're back to normal. That voice again, Tommy. <laughs> I've gone higher. They haven't introduced oh, us, shit. so we're not sorry. Into let's, talk. Sorry, let's, sorry. Do, let's do the introduction. Yeah, okay. Quickly, well, right? joining us first of all, you know him as the host of Dirty Laundry Live. It's Lawrence Mooney. Yeah. Yes. And also the first lady of Australian comedy upcoming on Australian Story. Can we say that? Yeah, yeah. It's Fiona O'Loughlin. Yeah. Hello, boys. Yeah. If you're the first lady, does that mean you're married to the president of comedy? <laughs> Who's and, the president? And who is the president? <laughs> the king. Who's? No, the, the president. Oh, the president? The king is Graham Kennedy. Lawrence, you're going to embarrass yourself because I truly in my heart of hearts believe it's you. Boo. <laughs> I would have said Hilsey, but anyway, maybe Fleety. Yeah. Fleety. Fleety. Somebody, somebody that who's, whose sobriquet ends with an E. I would have said you, you two were the – I was thinking about that on the way here. I would have thought you two were the enfant terrible of oh. Australian comedy. Enfant terrible. What's yeah. that mean? Mean the terrible infants. The terrible the, – the, 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 the naughty children. The naughty children. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Australian well, comedy. I guess we are. I'm edgy though. You're <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> You're hack. Anyway, you're on. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I was thinking about that the other day about what is it like I physically have to stay alive. I, like I have to not You were th- just thinking that the other day. No, it's not. <laughs> wow. It's actually, actually That's I a don't... real get out of bed thought, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I have to physically stay alive. No, it's not. I can actually I'm free to die because I've got um Life insurance, right? So right. I'm free to die. How would you How would you top yourself? No, I would never top myself. Really? No. You never? Because of Catholicism or because of your ego? No, because I've got no reason to top myself. Because oh, you... I've tried it. I've done it three times. Alright, guys, let's save the plugs for the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, that's bullshit. I've got no reason to top myself. No, it's almost because like... I've tried three times. <laughs> How'd you get that? <laughs> when you When you have a dead set go yeah. at suicide, have a right, real crack. Have a real crack. It's like, and, and when it doesn't work, it's like you've played that card. It's a piss week. Oh, so you're play. bulletproof now. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I've played the card. It's, oh, right. I can't play that card I tried again. to kill myself once. Did you? Yeah. Really? Mm. I um, it was over a girl and it was like a tantrum kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I, and I don't know whether it was a serious attempt because... I put a belt around um, her the, neck. <laughs> around her neck and killed her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's not suicide. That's murder. Sorry, I, I, I get all confused. Uh, yeah, sorry, totally confused. Uh, <laughs> no, I was at a country hotel. I got really pissed. Yeah. Which is a bad. And you a and, comedian at the time? What's that? No, not a comedian. I was oh. a customs officer at the time. Oh. So I had a reason to be depressed and uh, <laughs> put a belt around a shower rail yep. in the bathroom and jumped off it and the shower rail just ripped straight off the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm on the floor of the bathroom with a shower rail belted to my neck <laughs> and just pissing myself <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and went home with this kind of big, looked like a massive hickey, but like a big purple line across my neck. And people were like, what the fuck did you do? I was like, uh, I forgot no. to say to myself this morning, I have to stay alive today. <laughs> <laughs> that must, I reckon that must happen pretty frequently in country motels. I reckon, I reckon they'd I reckon be going hotels. through shower rods pretty, pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just a big box of them ready well, to go. I, well, I said to the guy behind the counter, I said, sorry, mate, but the shower rail's fallen <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's looking at my neck, he went, yeah. no worries. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the new thing he with hotels? You must only screw them in really lightly because yeah. it's like... It's like you can't get the windows try. open on a, over, over a certain floor. The rails are always like not bolted in properly. Well, if I had have jumped out of the window of this hotel, being a flag in in country Victoria, <laughs> I would have got grazed. And that, <laughs> I don't think that could kill you. <laughs> you got carpet burn on your knees. <laughs> I remember... You just jumped out the window. This guy really wants to go. <laughs> I had a crack at the, hanging the same day as I tried... The other thing, but it was so wow. funny because it was like I could hear my family in the next room. Like mum and mum had flown over, and I'd fallen off the wagon again. Like basically, I think some suicides are just, um, like I know mine was attempted suicide. Was basically you cannot face the mess you've made, right? So you're just gonna check out. Like it's too hard. Yeah. You made so much mess. You don't know how to fix it, so how about yeah. we just... So they were all busy talking. I knew I had to go... You know, they were talking about rehab and blah, 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 whisper, whisper, whisper. Meanwhile, I'm in the bedroom and I've got this really bullshit um, uh, vacuum cleaner that I bought. It's just this tiny little wheat thing. I, I, I'm trying to guess how, where this goes. <laughs> well, I'm really... I'm really well, I just thought, I've so got to go. Like you did say string yourself up. 
Yeah, so I'm like... Mrs. I'm, O'Loughlin in the pantry with the vacuum cleaner. No, I'm in my bedroom with the oh, vacuum right. cleaner, right? And I, I wrapped the cord. No around. way. The cord? Yeah, the cord no. of the vacuum cleaner. And then hit the retract. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just dragged you off the bed and across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and so someone walks in and finds you hanging and goes, housekeeping. <laughs> house but I tried so, I, so I hooked it up to the the um the door knob and I was just like oh fuck like this isn't gonna work like, it was just ridiculous the cord was wrapped around my legs and I just couldn't right. it was just not working but it is a perfect setup for autoeroticism did you rub one out while you were there <laughs> I, don't, I, I just don't yeah yeah have yeah, that yeah. It was set to oh suck. shit that would have looked like I was some kind of deviant no it would have looked like you were a cool rock star oh, that, no, with a no. vacuum cleaner yeah. I don't know that wouldn't have looked cool rock star Fiona, can you remember the brand of vacuum cleaner just in case they're listening we might get some sponsorship dollar off them yeah it's definitely a Hoover oh great oh, oh, Hoover if, you, if you're out there if you're listening yeah, um, yeah. well done you yeah. saved a, yeah. a great commercial Life. So then I, I thought just you would definitely ask product. when was the last time you masturbated, and I would say probably 1995. <laughs> <laughs> How much would it surprise you if I said never? It wouldn't at all, because yeah. I know you're incredibly prudish. No, it's like when you. Um, what if I said to you that both of your attempts were successful, and we're here in the afterlife? Oh, awesome! Yeah. That is the my well, ideal. If, yeah. if the afterlife <laughs> is the Imperial Hotel, and I've got a doing pint, a podcast, a pride, <laughs> just a podcast that goes for eternity. Yeah, see, with you, you bought... three. That, <laughs> that's do you? Fine. <laughs> so you bought that pint, and that actually has to last you for eternity. And yeah. you've you've drunk it a bit quickly. You're three quarters through. Well, actually, you're really gonna have I to finished nurse it that before, and it just filled up on its own. <laughs> oh, it really is heaven because God's here, <laughs> but He's an urn. <laughs> So we've started on a pretty light note. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah, light Topping night. yourself. Yeah, boy, I'm glad we did suicide instead of hearing about your little holiday stories yeah. in, the, in a tropical <laughs> paradise. Jeez. Everything is going to seem pretty trivial from now on, isn't it? <laughs> so. Um, but I, I love the way comics react to stuff like that because after the vacuum cleaner cord didn't work, I went and booked into it. I snuck out the back door and left them talking about me going to rehab and went to... You ring up Hoover, start complaining. <laughs> complaining your product is shit. So you were, you were hell-bent on killing yourself this oh, day. Yeah. So I went to a chemist, got Googled what I needed to... Do you have to get Google from a chemist? No, no. <laughs> you know fuck all about the Googled, internet. <laughs> Googled how much I needed of the drug that I was going to go out with. Right, booked into this crappy hotel that I have to look at every day and I actually laugh in its face. Mm. Like, it doesn't make me go... <laughs> I know the hotel yeah. and some sinister shit has happened <laughs> in that hotel. But I booked in the, under... What's, what is the site? Neckyourself.com? What? No, no, it's just... It's just how many tranquilizers you need to make sure the lights go out and you don't end up right. retarded, yeah. unfortunately. Boom. <laughs> 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 But I booked myself into this hotel as June Northern for some reason. You need a name. So I'm June Northern. What's June Northern? Because you don't want I don't the paparazzi know, I just had to come to in and up find and you. No, I just wanted it to take longer for my family to find me. Right? <laughs> so, so, yeah, fair enough. So I've booked in under so June you're bit, Northern. So you're a bit deco when they finally find you. <laughs> I have it's no... a sweet parting gift. Yeah. <laughs> Damien Callanan... June Northern anyway. is such a shit <laughs> pen name. If, <laughs> 
June Northern is never going to win June any Northern. literary prizes. Well, see, that's what this book by June Northern. Is yeah, it's like when you, when you check uh, in their like, name, June Northern, and they're like, oh, well, obviously you're here to kill yourself because <laughs> what kind of a life you must that's, have with that's that like name. The, that's like the Alan Smithy when you make a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go June Northern himself. That's so funny. That is great. And now I'm just going to um, jump straight to... Hi, I'm June Northern. Make it quick, lady. <laughs> Can we rename... Do it in the shower so your bodily fluids just... <laughs> I, I, hereby, I hereby rename the Westgate Bridge the June Northern the June Bridge. Northern Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Damien Callanan came to visit me in rehab, right... The first thing he said, and this is why... The first thing he said was, can I write a comedy festival <laughs> show about this? <laughs> the first thing he said... The first thing he said was June. He said... June. He goes, Smart enough. Fiona, I really want to know. I'm really interested in June's backstory. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and so we are just... And That's we were roaring laughing coming That's up with cool. June's backstory. You and should do June as a character. June, she's not very... Oh, she's not very exciting. <laughs> She's not, not, very very good at June. not very good at her job. Jesus Christ. You should do June as a character. Yeah. Oh. No. No, she shouldn't. <laughs> June. Oh, you've seen through me. Yeah, oh, yeah. Why don't every night of the comedy festival you try and kill yourself? Yeah. <laughs> just take a bottle of scotch, a bottle of pills, and do the June Northern <laughs> Comedy Hour. Hang on. Wait till you wait to see if Moosehead will pay for the pills and the noose. <laughs> June Northern, one night only. <laughs> It'd just be great you're on a bed just... Hang on, Jeff Kennett from Beyond Blue is bashing down the door trying to tell us to stop this podcast. (laughs) Jeff Kennett being the patron of Beyond Blue. That's funny. (laughs) The man that caused more depression in this city in five years than anyone in history. And has a head like a horse. Yeah. And he's just a depressing, malevolent presence, like a black hole that sucks the fucking life out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know enough about Jeff Kennett to get in on... He's an awful, awful man. Right, okay. So are we going to hear these Thailand stories or what? Oh, man, (laughs) I don't know. They're so trite in comparison to, to the heaviness we've been talking about. Well, people actually, you know, go... On suicide tourism too. I said before really? with sex tourism, they just go, do you know what? I don't want my family to have to deal with this. Yeah, right. I'm going to a resort. I'm going to live it up. I'm going to do my ties and then I'm going to pill out at a fucking moon festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they do. Suicide tourism. And that's exactly what I did. And here's the story. <laughs> uh, no, no, nothing like that at all. Um, suicide tourism doesn't include being fucked to death by a lady boy. That was one little thing of what I was going to say. There was actually lady boys over there that were wearing guest T-shirts. Right. Like it sounds, like, so, you know, like guest the brand. Yeah. It sounds like yeah, a joke. Yeah, yeah. They were legitimately, unironically wearing guest oh, t-shirts my. as a ladyboy, ah. which I thought was probably not as funny as the. I'm fascinated stuff we were by about. the whole. <laughs> I, I I love transgender. I am fascinated by it. I 
I, I, I love I, the lady I boy show on TV. I definitely have sex with a lady boy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And people go, man, it's just a, a dude with boobs. It's like, no, you don't understand the complexities of my sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so explain, explain them. Well, the complexities. It's like there's a. It's just a kind of so different, so unique, and the whole feminine thing. And then there's the cock. <laughs> it's like it's amazing. I like because I I'm hey sort of and hey to my wife and <laughs> and also my mother-in-law also listens to every podcast I'm on. <laughs> She seriously does. She goes, oh, listen to that, the Dum Dum Club and, you know, Green Guide Letters. And, yes, yeah, they're very interesting. So, hi, Chris, if you're listening. She's a very broad-minded woman. I've yeah. um, had to, like, completely metamorphose my, not overhaul my... Your, your vocabulary, my, by the sound of it. <laughs> my indoctrination. Like, one of my kids was going out with a guy, right, and I've gone, well, why don't you just have sex with someone else? Just to see. And she oh, went, really? Yeah, and she goes, what? Are you, are you telling me to cheat? And I'm like, well, A, we're not in an episode of Bold and the Beautiful. Like, <laughs> so, I, cheat, that's an American word. Like, I have a real issue with the word cheat. It's just like where it, it suggests that a whole lot of rules have been made. Yeah. Unless you've had that conversation. Shirley MacLaine said, the, she was asked once what the greatest, uh, the what was that? The most overrated sin. And she said, definitely. Um, infidelity. Infidelity, yeah. She said, definitely infidelity. Yeah. And I, I'm not prepared to finish a long relationship. And I'm not using this as a justification because I'm an infidel. But I'm, I'm not prepared to end a long relationship purely on the basis of someone fucking somebody else. No. That's just not on. There's so much crueler things than can be done to a person. And if my wife had sex with somebody else, I'd go, well, all right, where are we? Rather than, that's it, I'm packing up me bag and I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting me bomber scarf and me books. (laughs) I'm putting me bomber scarf and me learning books in a bag and I'm fucking It's so weird that as humans we've, we've chosen that card to be the, you know, the trump card. It's weird when you go... From massage, you know, would you like an all-over body massage? Yep. So, why aren't you, why aren't you touching my my balls and my cock? <laughs> <laughs> I want them massage too, and that's actually where I hold a lot of my stress. So, I've just seen into a some sort of dystopian future where Lawrence Mooney has risen yeah. to power, yeah. and just the way society. Works now. I like, I like the idea. That's where you got your stress. You're taking Panadols and that going, oh, my balls are feeling a bit worried. That's why I'm taking <laughs> a few pills. Well, my you? dystopian future, well, it's not a dystopian future. My utopia is people don't have to declare their sexuality. And I understand why gay men need to say I'm homosexual and lesbian women need to because they are discriminated against. But really, sexuality is a shifting sand. To pigeonhole yourself at 12 or 13 and go, I'm a heterosexual. That's it for me. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. all I do. You know, sometimes I want to bang a house plant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing all this out of context tomorrow on tvtonight.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the conundrum is, though, when you're an indoctrinated Catholic and you've had all this mess in your head and then you finally – I mean, th- I'm the slowest learner. Thank God I got to 51 and I've worked this out. I'm just like, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. 
There is no God that goes that builds people with these sexual organs that just want to get together, but the rules are you're only allowed to pick one. Yeah. Like, bleh, bullshit. Like, crazy. And I lived under that rain. It's that, too late for me, but I can do, save my children. We, we enter <laughs> relationships and it's like... I will get whores out of them. <laughs> I take whores regularly. I take them. I can't wait to be live to be 80, 90-something and tell thought, my great-grandchildren. Have you ever posed this it? question to yourself? What? Um, how many sex worker years has I got left in me? Because <laughs> no. I was quite a good-looking young man. I could have made a lot of cash. I was slim. I was attractive. I could have actually, you know, gone. I could have done some transvestism. But my sex worker years, I think, oh. I think they're over. Yeah. No, I think you've gotten a boost I mean, I, where I, if you quit comedy... You'd get a bit of an initial kind of burst out oh, of the yeah. thrill of, you know. I think yeah. if you and then once up. that wore off, you'd go straight But who down. are my clients? Well, am I, am I attracting an older man or a younger woman or so they talk about some animal? They talk in Hollywood, they say there's like A-list actors or actresses that escort just for the thrill of it. Like they don't, they don't really? need the money. But they will be prostitutes just really? for sure. So what? there is a mark. Yeah, I've heard. Who I've heard says that. this and who about? Google it, the chemist. <laughs> <laughs> the, best, the best kind of Google. That's where, I mean, there's a lot of Google online, but if you want your really yeah. good Google. Pharmaceutical yeah. Google. <laughs> yeah. When you get there and they're like, oh, it's just the name, is the name brand Google or do you just want the generic yeah. stuff? You need a prescription for this Google. <laughs> yeah. This is the heavy stuff. <laughs> I went to a chemist recently to get some codril and was told to get um, original or classic codril and I had to have photo ID. Yes. That's oh, really? Because of the pseudoephedrine. Oh, right. You have to have photo ID. And there's a, there's a data bank for who's buying Codrill. Yeah, they're doing it with codeine as well. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, hold on. So everyone's a fucking suspect. Yeah, right. You know, I'm a well-to-do chap at my <laughs> pharmacy <laughs> in the high street. Potential prostitute. Co- <laughs> potential. With a cold. With potential a sex worker <laughs> with a bend for trans... Yeah, Transgender type lady boys. Lady boys. I'm clearly congested. <laughs> With I've what? got guitar on my chest. <laughs> I want some codrels. <laughs> I'm on ABC too. And uh, she goes, "Have you got photo ID?" And I didn't. And I just, I just arced up. I went, "Oh, fucking great!" Oh, did you? And she just went, turned away and just started phoning someone. <laughs> That's all you said was just the words "fucking, fucking great." Because <laughs> I knew Were what the story the was. I was talking to everyone in earshot. So I went outside. My wife was with the dog and child, and I said, "We need photo ID, so you've got to go in and buy them." And so. She had the photo ID, paid for the codrill set, and they, are you buying them for him? It's like, oh, well, it's none of your business. Yeah. I want me codrills. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've um, got a meth lab in the backyard, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, I'm cooking up some sweet eyes, breaking uh, Mooney. <laughs> I used to know a guy, and and you guys both know him, but we won't we won't name who it is. Greg who, Fleet. Who, oh yeah, got me. Um, he he would Chris make Bennett. me. Please, <laughs> he would make me go around to chemists and buy. Uh, I'm naming all the people I know who yes, smoked eyes. <laughs> 
What do you mate? You go to all the cameras and get him. So much work for me later on when I have to edit this. Get him. Get him what? Uh, he would make like we would be hanging out, and he would get me to go around to all the local chemists and buy him codeine because he was he I know was who like it is. bad. Yeah. yeah, you know who it is. But it was I was like nineteen at the time and didn't quite get it. Like I, you know, he was just like. Hey, I want it and I can't get it. You just go get it for me. And I'd go, okay. And I'd go in, they'd go, and he would like coach me about what to say. And I'd go, oh, yeah. So did you know I I may not know who that is, but is the person that you're talking about, not that I want to find out who the person is, was he using it just as codeine for himself or was he going home making it into something else? He was just using it for the codeine. Right. Yeah. He was addicted to the codeine in it. Well, downside there. Very constipated young man. Here. Oh, really? That's what I've since found out, yeah. Oh, codeine binds you up like there's no tomorrow. Right. Do you know what I found really bungs you up too? Green shakes. I've been doing like these. Seriously, I would have thought the opposite. I would have thought. What's it, What's in a green shake? Like codeine? Celery, loads of codeine, a lot of codrol. <laughs> 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 Apple, celery, spinach, oh, ginger, yuck. like, you know, a lot of green. And all of a sudden, stuff. I need a lot of water to push that through. Yeah. Just, anyway, hey, sorry, just I, I cut you off. This just made me think of this. Um, I, I've been seeing a lot of stuff recently on, like, you know, the current affairs shows where they're, they're obsessed with the supermarkets ripping us off. Yeah, you know, yeah, they've, yeah, they've got yeah. about it's four so of them a boring. week. They are. But in the ads, when they do the actual story, the reporters always... Standing in the middle of the supermarket, yeah, that they're doing right. it to camera. Yeah. How are they getting through the front door? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the con yeah. to get in there? Because you'd have to get permission to film yeah. it. So you'd have to be like, "Sorry, we're just doing a story about how shit you guys are." Is that yes. cool? I only just realised that the other day. Is yeah. like, what's go- do they do the supermarkets? Maybe they just think, well, it's still the company on the telly, and a lot of people probably don't care anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's still is some there, sort is of there a psychology to it or... Stand in front of the grapefruits well, and, often and they're not selling. Well, they're probably just lying to the supermarket, just going... Yeah, just a story saying. about how great you guys are. Yeah. But you're just going to do a story on you're, shoplifters they, and people are trying to ruin no, your business. I know business. what they'd say. They'd find one product in that store that's cheaper than Woolworths and say, yeah, we're just... just um, you know, comparing. Oh, we're doing a story about how your competitors are. Yeah. I love how the stamp comes down on those oh, stories. The best. Oh, yeah, it yeah. Imported. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about stories, uh, okay. talking about stories, let's get into a, a touch upon you are the subject, Fiona, of Australian story coming up, of a, the, the grand tribute of, of Australia to be on ABC One Australian story. It's going to be your life story. Monday night has just always been Australian story night for me. Really? Do you watch it? it? I've watched it a lot and I've got some favourites. And, I mean, they... And I, I've been interviewed for your Australian story, if you didn't know, and I buried you. I said, this, <laughs> she is a fucking piece of work. She's a real cow. Um, she's had it too she's good a, for she's, two fucking She should long. be on Sunrise. She's a cash cow. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I said to the producer, uh, I love the formula and people in TV when they hear, oh, you think there's a formula, her eyes rolled back in hatred. Oh. And I said, because it's a good person, there's a good person who's done great things, then a terrible thing happens to them and then they recover and they do good things and I'm not worthy and it's so beautiful. <laughs> and it's always pretty amazing. But I, I use it as a way to weep. On a Monday night, really? I know that it's just going to bring on tears because, like, you've had a serious pill on Saturday night. Oh, <laughs> your serotonin's just gone, and you need to out. purge. Yeah. 
you're at the footy. You've uh, you've taken maybe one and a half pills. Yeah. yeah. Especially that, do you the reckon bottom. that's why they've put it on Monday night? No, thinking, so, yeah. of, thinking about the, the, the Saturday night pillhead market. Yeah. <laughs> so you can just weep. But I, when you get your little thing with your little pills of ecstasy in it, there's a little flyer in there for Australian Story on yeah. Monday night. That is that? It, can you get? Can you get one of those? Can you get an Oz Story pill these days? <laughs> can you get a? Do you know what we will be able to? Actually, just quickly, just an aside, but we will actually be able to tell our grandchildren, Lawrence, that God, you should have been around when Eckies were good. Mm. Like, we, we is this what you say on Australian Story? Is this part? <laughs> is this part of it? <laughs> No. It's been a strange story about ecstasy and you're just a talking just, head on it. Yeah, it's just me and my... Well, I, th- my I, was, I was... Obviously they wanted to do the, you know, the booze. I'm, I'm, I said to them, look, I will happily talk about alcoholism so long as it's a B story and the incongruity of, my, you know, going, move, you know, stand up. Oh, this woman wishing... Wish, all I want to do was headline in a, in a Melbourne comedy club. That's as far as I thought comedy went. And... Yeah, kind of achieving that from Alice Springs. It was a from Alice Springs. The the kind of thing that strikes me is why, why did you want to do that? Because I was stuck, bored I, out of your fucking mind. Well, I, I was, but I feel bad about that by saying you know Alice Springs certainly isn't. There, there must be very very funny people in Alice Springs, but the I didn't have access to very many. Funny people, and I. Well, you're busy with five children for start. Yeah, but I was a very social person, and right. I have since I was born want just wanted to know where the funny is and and listen to the funny, and there was fucking no funny, and right. then I remember saying like, uh, Yeah, you are a ready laugher. You want to laugh. Yeah, and I I was like a bitter <laughs> old Virginia Wolf once after a dinner party, and Chris had asked me why. I'd, you know, got so drunk. And I, I said, well, maybe if someone else is prepared to say something funny for a change, <laughs> I wouldn't have to drink a whole bottle of fucking vodka. <laughs> you know, like... But I, it was kind of like I was always... Too t- little, too late, you <laughs> annoying <Yeah>. fuck. <laughs> when you drink, do you turn into Cruella Deville? by the way? Only, uh, only with my husband I did in the end, yeah. And really bad stuff. And because... Comedians, he used to say. To See, me, I, I, I was when I was talking about you on Australian Story, and maybe this is a reflection on my own drinking. But I said I can't really remember Fiona drinking. I know she drinks vodka, and I know that we've been drunk together. But I can't picture her with a glass in her hand constantly somewhere. So I reckon that a lot of your drinking was private. Yeah. Who I feel sorry for out of all this is Greg Fleet. He must be looking at this going. What well, where's do? my Australian story? <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want Greg's to... not the only comedian in this country that thinks they should have an Australian story about them. <laughs> well, I, I also realised, though, four, that reckon. there was something under my nose the whole time is that... And I was very intolerant to alcoholics. I had an alcoholic uncle and it was like... Who hasn't? Yeah, who hasn't. But he used to go from family to family in, like... And... He turned up at my place in Alice Springs once and Chris didn't know that – he didn't know. There's so many uncles. He didn't know about this uncle. And he, he thought he was normal, right? And I was out doing a show and Chris was sick and this alcoholic uncle, right, goes, oh, mate – like Chris really had gastro. He said, oh, mate, you put yourself to bed, you know, I'll look after the kids. Well, Chris put himself to bed thinking that this guy's <laughs> – while he drank – 
everything in the house, like everything you could find from the sherry to the, you know, cooking sherry to the everything. And I get home about 10 o'clock, there's three kids out on the front porch. It's the middle of winter. Um, they've just Why got, are they out on the front porch? Did he try he to drink them? out them? of the house. Right. So he could get on with his drinking and he was passed out on the flat, like all fours just passed out in the, in the living room and Poor old Chris. It's just like I had no idea, and it's like no, that's how. See, people the proper alcoholics. So when you, because I went to I went to group for a while because I was concerned about my drinking, <laughs> and um, you know you get up and you tell your story, your yeah. drinking story, and you go, I did this and that, and everyone goes, oh yeah, thanks for sharing, and then you sit down, and then somebody stands up and tells a real drinking story. And shames your drinking <laughs> into insignificance. <laughs> oh, this woman who did the train spotting, I went and bought, you know, four weeks of groceries. I'm going to lock myself away in the, my own house yeah. and just go cold turkey. She got all the booze out of the house and she said a few days in, I just started drinking. Uh, my f- husband had left and I started drinking his aftershave. Oh. I drank all the aftershave. I drank all my perfume and I drank anything else that had vague alcohol in it. Yeah, and I woke up on the floor. <laughs> this is such a great ad for Old Spice with an old spice bottle in my hand <laughs> that I just fucking necked <laughs> and passed out. <laughs> it's like oh. Old Spice, the taste of freedom. Yeah, <laughs> There's places Alkies go to that are beyond, like this uncle of mine, he just moved from house to house. And I remember he went to cousins in Perth and he stayed as long as he could. But then unfortunately, unfortunately, he did a shit in their wardrobe and he had to be moved on. It always ends up with them doing a shit, not in a toilet. housemate is uh, quite a big drinker. I wouldn't say alcoholic, but he drinks, I reckon, every night of the week. He gets pretty shit-faced. He's like 36. He mm. started, he kept losing his house key and like having to climb in the window. So what he did was he made a necklace that just had his key on it. Mm. So he'd just wear his house key around like a necklace so he'd stop losing it. The other night, I'm like sitting a, up. Like a dog. Like, yeah, yeah, like a dog. So I'm sitting up the other was night doing some work. that all he wore? Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, nude apart for a little, <laughs> apart from a little keychain necklace and, and half an erection. <laughs> nude, nude with his key, and then you start drinking and go out and go drunk shopping and yeah. wake up with different clothes on. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, this is him. So he, um, <laughs> he the other night, he, I was sitting up late doing some work that one in the morning, and I heard him kind of moving down the side of the house. So what kind of work were you doing? Oh, it's just some writing, oh, just d- writing some jokes. Just drafting like yeah. a plan for Set a house. Oh, just planning some, just doing planning some, some work. tweets. So batting off to porno. <laughs> 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 batting off to your housemate wearing nothing but a key. Just, just up doing a bit of work at 1.30. <laughs> Shut oh, up. <laughs> what a weird life me and my housemate lead all of a sudden. <laughs> What a strange duo we are. Um, so I hear him sort of come down the side of the house and he then appears. In, and I, I sort of, I presume it's him, but it's, it takes him five minutes. I can hear him moving through the bushes to get all the way down the side of the house and then, you know, leading into our backyard. And I'm just going, 
I, I kind of almost w- hope this isn't him because if, if this isn't him, this is the most spectacularly bungled break-in of all time. Yeah, yeah. So he appears in the backyard. I let him in and he's just off his head. And he goes, <laughs> oh, I lost my keys slash necklace. I'm like, oh, yeah, what have you been doing? And he goes, oh, I was over on the south side. I was, I was at a concert. And I go, oh, what, what, what was the band? He goes, oh, f- f- I, f- I can't remember. F- I fucking can't remember. And I go, hang on a minute. Weren't you seeing Bob Dylan tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, f- it was Bob Dylan. Yeah. Like, how do you get that pissed that you've forgotten that you saw Bob Dylan? <laughs> because that blew me away. There's levels of it. And that's, uh, the, he, he's getting very close to, um, <laughs> uh, what is it? Um, Alcoholism. Uh, no, yeah. no, the blackout? level of, yeah, it's very, it, it, there's one before Blackout and it's, um, I can't remember. Cause is, that, is that how, is that the level <laughs> of alcoholism, like the, the bigger, the more famous musicians that you forget? That's how drunk you are? Like, yeah, exactly. When you're starting off, you're forgetting A17. The members of Jet, and, Jet, yeah, and then yeah, gradually yeah. <laughs> you're forgetting Bob Dylan. Yeah, he's, uh, he's damaging his cerebellum. <laughs> yeah, and I had he's to, for a while, um, go in and, like, be a retard and put, Blocks together, and they had to f- they were monitoring how much damage I'd done to my frontal lobe. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm with that so many glad you finished that sentence. You went, how much damage I'd done to my. <laughs> Bob what Dylan? is it when you damage? Yeah. What is it you damage <laughs> with drinks? <laughs> so how much be... damage? Well, and I had a mild brain injury, and. You've got an acquired brain injury. I've got an acquired brain injury, and it, but it's a year, like over a year now, since like total sobriety over a year, right? Without a, even though I've been saying I was sober for five years, but I was secretly drinking every now and then, going on a bender and blacking out. Anyway, so I do have some damage, but. There is um, – fortunately, I got knocked out on a tram a couple of weeks ago and I got oh, a CAT scan. That, that is fortunate. Um, <laughs> well, it's great to get a CAT scan of your brain. Like, and I said to the doctor, I said, can you see any um – and she said, look, I know your history because she's been my doctor all day and she'd read my notes and um, she said, I know your history. This has come back normal from the lab but if you are to look a bit closer, yes, there is – some shadowing. A little bit of, uh, re- like, the brain shrinking. Recession. Recession. Tiny, yeah. tiny bit. But she says nothing to worry about. You should have so, got a photo. So you, you're still right to be a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to really so I got, injure it quite badly before you can't get on, on stage and day. swear into a microphone. And, no, I was going <laughs> to make a joke there and just tell the whole story again. You see, the joke there would have been that I was pretending that I see. It would have been quite fun. But oh, there's lots of other things we can talk about. No, you, <laughs> but the other thing, no, getting back you to the story. You were knocked out on the tram, though. You, you slid along the, the, the tram. and Like a bullet. Right. <laughs> right. That was fun. I would have liked it if you'd taken a photo of your brain scan and put it up on Facebook in the same way that people put their ultrasounds when they're having <laughs> yeah. exciting news, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm expecting to not know any of your names. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him kicking around in there. Yeah, very luckily it's not going to – it won't worsen, um, providing I don't – You stay drink. off public transport. Yeah. <laughs> drink three bottles of vodka a day. Um, how, many, how many bottles of vodka you are up to? Where you are up to? I reckon, oh, I don't know, between two and three. Because oh. um, this is only in a bender. Burton, like. Burton at his peak was 
I was drinking three bottles of vodka a day. And of course... Does he talk freely about it? Um, well, he's dead now. But, uh, yeah. Yes, Richard he, he, Burton. Oh, Richard Burton. I yeah. thought you were talking about Moonface. Oh, Bert. No, no, Richard. Bert Newton. Oh, Richard that Bert. nickname for him that no one has, Burton. Burton. No, I was never functioning on that. No, like, no. I would go but Richard off. Burton had the, had was up to three bottles of vodka a day. And he woke up one day and he was very, very ill. And... Um, he said, I feel, I feel terrible. It, it must be the cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give up smoking. <laughs> That'll be better. <laughs> well, how would this go? Uh, I'm fascinated by the idea of if you had Australian story, an Australian story, Lawrence, yeah. what, sort of, uh, how do you, what direction, what would people say about you or what, would, what could they draw out of, out of the shadows that you wouldn't talk about anyway? Seriously, I have nothing... To offer in terms of the scope of how Australia's story, Australian story works, where somebody is a remarkable human being and often something terrible happens to them and then they have this redemption and then go on. You know, they. Or, or an accident. They're high like, achievers. Like, what about that gorgeous yeah. well, woman? Could, they have a remarkable she lost story. Both her you arms could do that. a farming accident. Do you remember that one? No. They were newlyweds. She's the most beautiful girl and they live out in the middle of nowhere and both her arms got ripped off by a harrow or a. Oh. You could do that because you could do go all through your career. Then it hits the white room, so then it's down, and then you come back. You're like doing oh, laundry life. back. Yeah. yeah. He was he was Denise Drysdale's sidekick. <laughs> he was the star of Mix One at One Point One, Loz Michelle and Dez, and then the white room wiped him out. <laughs> Get the current affairs stamp on wipe out. <laughs> Imported. Would still be better promo than the white room got back in the day when it was actually on. I write and then enough. I bounced back. But the funny thing with a show on ABC too. Yeah. Mum's reaction to you yesterday. Your mum, your mum really likes to make a fuss of me. Like all of a sudden. Come here, Lawrence. Give me a big hug. Meanwhile, yeah. <laughs> when I. I've asked her to do, you know, will you be on Australian? Well, I hope they don't think they're coming here. And what's the story about? Like, just, and it's really embarrassing to make you answer that question. Like, mum, you know what Australian story is. You know, don't pretend. And she's just very difficult about it. And then she sees, she's difficult about my whole career, really. Right. And Well, it's a classic mother-daughter scenario. Right. I carry on with a lot of nonsense. Sure. And I should be. But your mum's. Probably, uh, you know, a little bit self-obsessed and she's a little bit megalomaniacal and so she's jealous of the fact that you're getting a lot of, exp- of, of exposure. The, you know, that, that mother-daughter thing, it's, it's a difficult to write. What jealousy? What do you I think th- she's probably very jealous of the fact that you're quite successful. What did your mother do for her career? Uh, she was she was really really bright, Mum. But she decided to go nursing instead. Right. She could have become a scientist or a mathematician. Really? Yeah, and it's really weird because we're all arty. The seven of us, or not the seven, but also most of us are arty. Kind of like you know, you replicated her life. She was remote. She was a farmer's wife, raised six children. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Well, six and a half. Emily's a Emily. bit clunky. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sure about him. Yeah, you know that clunky one at the end. Yeah. Not fully retired, but no one's going to marry them. No one's going to marry them. Fire stokers, we She call does them. drag her left Friend of the bit. show, Emily Tahini, for people listening. <laughs> Ronnie Chang's girlfriend on It's a Date. Oh, yeah. Fire stoker? What does fire stoker mean? We used to have all these cousins. Oh, and we used to, Jesus. They were, it, fire stokers were the clunky ones at the end. 
Like, why are they why are they stoking fires? Because they had the wherewithal to put the kettle on and stoke the fire. And it's, that's it. And that's what Irish families used to call their. Yeah. Well, I used to get a job younger, in the post office. The youngest of about fourteen. Right. You know, you've thrown the dice so many fucking times. Oh yeah, right. And then. Yeah, the double helix can't hold up forever. <laughs> what about this? Interesting. Um, I think it's interesting that um, the lengths Catholics will go to. to um, in my era, like my mother's era, they all had um, what's called the Catholic hysterectomy. So it's against the church because before that in the 60s and 50s... No contraception. No contraception. So you're seeing families of 12 and 14, you know, that kind of family. And then in the 70s and the 80s, we were seeing just five, sixes and sevens. That mm. were, so my mum had a hysterectomy at 37. Everybody had a hysterectomy at 37. So what they did was they were seeing Catholic doctors who – so you can't, say, put on a, well, a sheath, as my grandmother used to call it. You can't roll a sheath on. <laughs> or have your tubes – that's all against the church. But what isn't against the church is a Catholic doctor saying, oh, that uterus – Dangerous. Looking very tired. We'll cut. So you can cut an organ out. Oh. You Isn't can, that insane? You can gut a woman, yeah. but you can't give her the pill. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. My, uh, my girlfriend uh, babysits uh, for a family near us, like a two-year-old and a three-year-old. And that's kind of for the... For the, for the man who's maybe a bit uh, nervous about potentially having kids in the future and, you know, doesn't know if that's going to be an issue in his relationship... I'd recommend getting your girlfriend to do babysitting because it's great for for that kind of thing. Like, my girlfriend will just come home and go... Not yet. No. Fuck ever having them. Like, the other day I met up with her. She was with them in a cafe. And yeah. she goes, oh, can you just go in and get the food so I can just stay here with them? And I go, sure. And she goes, they just want these the mini cupcakes. There's a chocolate one and a strawberry one. Um, just get them, you know, one of those each. And I go, great. I go, I order it. The cupcakes come out and I've ordered the wrong cupcakes. There's... I've ordered the small ones, but there's smaller ones than them. And the kids are cracking the shits because the cupcakes aren't small enough. And you're just sitting there going, I can't, like, fuck this. Fuck ever doing this. <laughs> but, but then it, because, but it's that thing where I hang out with her and the kids that she babysits. And I realise it's that thing where people look at the four of us and go, oh, well, look at this happy family. Which then, yeah. it was me at a cafe and I just went and the kids are going fucking ape shit. And I was only there for five minutes because I was going off to do something in the city. And so then I just go... Oh, well, i got to go. See ya. And just knowing all the people at the cafe, it's just watching that going, how's this fucking champion? The stakes get high and he yeah. just bails. Yeah, he fucked, like, the, he fucked mm. the cupcakes and then he's off. Yeah, yeah. I just look like a guy who's going, ah, oh, well, you deal with my mess, love. See ya. Yeah, I can't even get cupcakes right. There's no use me being here. Yeah, but I'll I just, tell you what, that being your whole life, I just... When oh. you say, fuck this shit, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more high stakes... When you're with your own family and you look at your wife and you just go, fuck this shit, what have we done? <laughs> and we're not just going to have one, you, are we? We're going to have another one. You, you, this is how you know young, young people. You know it's over, right, when the physicality of your partner makes you sick. <laughs> you're done. Jesus. You can't right. come back from that. Yeah. You know when you hated someone at school or something and everything about them, you know, mm. that's The first time I, I abandoned, though, I didn't hate my partner's physicality. It was just like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm fucking... And, you know, I've started again. I've gone back to the well. I'm married and I've got another child. And it's like, 
the trouble is you can't abandon a second time because it reflects badly on you. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. Uh, I'm, fucking, I'm stuck now. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, yeah. that's going to turn up on your IMDb. You just can't run out now. No, nah, yeah. you can't. I can't go now. We used to have this self-protecting mechanism in, in Alice Springs. There's we were called the Witches of Eastside, right? And there was about seven of us, and we didn't know each other that well. Everyone was asked to bring a friend and it was always at my place and we'd just get out the champagne and it started out, oh, women just getting together and chatting, right? And the kids throw KFC at the kids. But something really weird happened and it got deeper and darker and all of a sudden we're finding out things about each other that is... And women tell deep, Oh, my God, it was like truth serum. (laughs) And all the husbands hated it and one husband was a lawyer and he was an Irish guy and he said, all this talking that goes on on Friday now, it's it's dangerous. dangerous." (laughs) (laughs) Sounds very 18th century, doesn't it? All the talking, the the witches. Yeah, and one guy... One of them stole my erection. (laughs) I can't get hard anymore. Burn her, burn her. Hang her up with a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Retract the cord. The, like, our differences, like, some of us were millionaires, some of us, you know, were really struggling. It was just a very eclectic mix of women. And then one day, mm. one of my friends walks out of the shops, which is the end of my street, and one of the witches of Eastside, right? And she just started chatting this woman who seemed a bit lost and normal, she said. And anyway, she got her backstory. And her backstory was her husband's an English anthropologist... And he's always out bush studying Aboriginal people and culture and she's at home with two little kids. So my friend says, oh, you've got to come over to my friend Fiona's and um, we get all of this off our chests as we do on Friday nights. We bag out the men, we, you know, we get down to business. And so she brought her along and we're all doing it under the guise. I mean, sometimes we'd cry but much more laughing than crying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she joins in. We've and we've really kind of showed off to her a bit that night too. Yeah, you know, it's you know what dickheads the men are. Blah blah blah. Look how much we slag our husbands off. Aren't yeah. we cool? Yeah, aren't we cool? Next morning, the, my friend that brought her brought her with her the night before, she comes over to my place and she goes, "Have you heard about Susan?" Oh and I said, God. "No." <laughs> she went oh my home God. from our drinks and she hung herself. <laughs> Whoa! What? Oh. Too much talk. There's evil there. <laughs> what? I think it goes without saying that we won't be being joined by June Northern next week. <laughs> she she went on the June Northern experience. Oh. My no, God. She didn't do it that night. That's right. The next morning, her husband was in town. He got up, took the kids For to the Woolies. She of got God. a chair, a piece of rope, and hung herself from the. And. I think probably at the end of this. I think at the end of this podcast, you're probably going to have to say something like, "If you are thinking about harming yourself, call Lifeline." I think probably at the start we might put a little (laughs) bed in before it begins. A little bit of trigger. Be a bit of a trigger trigger warning. warning. Maybe just watermark the phone number over. The whole podcast every five seconds. <laughs> Just play, have it playing at an extra high frequency in yeah, the background. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. But there was something in me that kind of was like, 
That's so Elaine, you know, like that's in a, in a sitcom that's funny. In mm. real life that's – but I laughed yeah. as soon as Maureen told me. I just – You laughed then. I fucking lost my mind yeah. laughing. I was just all – it's just so, so ridiculous bleak. and bleak. Well, there was this and story – killer. Like, there was I, this story on um, Four Corners last night about this neurosurgeon uh, and he was out of control, addicted to cocaine and – uh, me and my wife Lou were watching it, and you know he was spending thousands of dollars on cocaine, and he'd invite and cutting young, into people's brains and cutting into people's brains and spines. Jesus. Anyway, he was inviting young girls around, and he had money just all over the. And he go grab a hundred bucks, take some cocaine, keep the hundred bucks. All he wanted to do was have sex, take cocaine. Sadly, two women died of cocaine toxicity. Um, both were escorts. And uh, this cop goes. Uh, that could yeah, have been you. Both. Um, that could have been me. I would have happily gone that way, <laughs> and still will. Um, and still and, will. Uh, Did you hear that? Both of the girls Listeners. had. Both the girls had cocaine toxicity, and swabs revealed that they had cocaine uh, around their anuses. And it's like so. He's saying, you know, shove it up your ass, take it up in your nose, whatever. So they're cutting between this. A story of a man completely out of control and the victims. And, uh, you know, this. I was waiting for a long time for my spine fusion. And then, you know, uh, Dr. Raj uh, operated on me and I've been in, you know, severe pain ever since. And Lou and I were like, wow, his life's amazing. And then this woman, they have some, like, a cutaway of her. She can't walk up the stairs. She has to crawl up the stairs. Stop crying, and we both, we both started laughing at this poor woman's horrible predicament and looked at each other and said, we're bad people. And it's like, yeah, we are. But we're kind of on his side, aren't we? <laughs> we, we like his lifestyle <laughs> and we're not feeling the appropriate amount of compassion for this poor woman. Uh, that is... Oh. But that's the joy of you and you, Lou. She gets it. Yeah, she does get it. And it's like, yeah, we want to have cocaine rubbed around our anuses <laughs> at a party. Yeah. Well, and, the and then can we just get back to the anus and the cocaine? So you can get as big a high sticking it up your ass as you... You can get a, as big a high with any drug by inserting it up your ass because right... There is a whole It'd cut down on a lot of sneezing. Yeah, it would. <laughs> well, for the listeners too, heard. for the listeners too, Lawrence currently has his pants down and he's demonstrating. <laughs> I'm showing Fiona. <laughs> so Fiona, you see the anus. Yes. <laughs> now have a good close look. Inside, there's very thin membrane and it's quite blood engorged, and so it's like the membrane of your nose. Right. And so it actually accepts any substance more quickly into the system there. So you're actually digesting right up until the point you shit. Right. Wow. Mm. So people, I'm going to put it out there, people that, people do try this at home. Just have a go. Well, you know, if, if for example, if you poured alcohol into your anus, you would be in big trouble very quickly. Really? Why? Because it would be absorbed so quickly into your bloodstream. Wow. Three well, you in order to do that, 
to get it to, you'd need some sort of, you'd need to you need do a, a funnel. handstand. Yeah. You'd be upside down. Yeah. You'd be, be like upside down. Enema, like a vodka enema. Yeah. But the thing is, it would be so quickly absorbed into your bloodstream, you know, you'd be blind. But you know the thing I'm thinking that I've gone straight to is, it, it's not a, that would have been not, handy because yeah, all It's not really times, a drink either, is it? Yeah. You know, I, have, I didn't have a drink. I had an arse, I had an arse vodka. <laughs> And I am high all the time ass. I used to... I've had so much vodka, but I'm still thirsty? How is that possible? <laughs> when I used to just feel that I needed to have those two little tiny vodkas before I went on, mm. and I could have just stuck them up my ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. obviously, just kind not of, in not, the not bottle. A, not even a handstand, just a bit of downward dog. Yeah. you got the stage manager just to... Stick it because in your asshole and yeah. empty it. You have to play the stage manager a lot more. That's yeah. not covered under the stage managers. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, because the problem always was that I, I was worried about vodka breath. Right. Well, you don't get it with. Well, actually, you would still have. Not much if it was only two. No, but you would still have. If you poured vodka up your asshole, you would still have <laughs> alcohol on your breath. Oh, really? Absolutely. Because what. Um, is measured when you do a breathalyzer is the it's it's a weight oh, it's thing. Your blood. Yeah, it yeah. weighs the alcohol in your breath, and so your blood flows around your body, and so when you inhale oxygen, <laughs> the the oxygen molecules hold alcohol and they breathe out. So if you put alcohol up your ass, you'd still have alcohol on your. You breath. sound like a really fucked up Dr. Carl. I. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jeremy from uh, Albury, there's the answer to your question. Yeah. No, I'm thinking... If I pour alcohol up my arm, <laughs> can I still blow over 0.05? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just thinking of the possible Jeffreys that are out there with alcoholic or, or suicidal thoughts. We could have not done much good. For... Well, uh... There will definitely be a warning at the front of this episode, I dare say. <laughs> Well, look. But we, that is funny. You know I still what? think yeah, the girl I, I, hanging you know, herself is funny. You know, <laughs> like, still, after all these years, I don't think it's funny that she's dead. But I think there is an element of that that's funny, and yeah, that's the thing that it's so bleak with stand up yes. and and writing comedy and yep. even writing books. There's stuff that is too funny to go in. When you say there might be a Jeffrey out there thinking about harming himself with you know substances or taking his own life, I don't think. Of, Open and frank discussion about suicide is going to change that situation. It may precipitate it in some way, but it's not going to. It's not going to necessarily make him do it or not make him do it. It's like still there's that determination in his head one way or yeah. another. Yeah. And because I work at the ABC, I'm subject to you know editorial policy. And one of the big editorial policies when it comes to talk about suicide is. Don't talk about the mechanics of how someone killed themselves. For example, you know, Robin Williams put his belt inside his cupboard door, shut the cupboard door, and then, you know, hung himself This go- is going out live on the ABC, so if yes. So they talk about, don't talk about um, the mechanics because people will then replicate it. I think that... In a way, you've got to talk about the mechanics. You've got to be frank about the whole thing yeah. because... When I heard about how Robin Williams had done that, I thought, fuck, that's final. That is, that's your final act. Mm. And it's a sobering thought rather than anything else. And I think if someone's potentially suicidal to say this, if you do it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, that's the your more, final well, I guess, I guess that thing totally, of the totally. more the more you talk about something, the more people uh, understand it and and you know potentially can find an answer. I guess. I guess that's sort and of if you don't talk about something, then people can't work it out for themselves. Yeah, it's like if you, when you do you sex and, at school it. and you hear it blown yeah, exactly. up in that detail, you yeah. go, "Oh, yuck!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to talk to girls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I reckon... I've never spoken to one. Not that I'm that interested in helping people, but, I, you know, I think having been as close, knocked on the door as, you know, having been that close... Well, it wasn't you. It was June Northern. Yeah. June yeah. Northern. Yeah. Bad bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be something... They should be doing an Australian story about her. <laughs> June Northern was a woman that nobody knew. <laughs> I remember, you know who I had to be the first time I went to rehab because it was the it was in Adelaide and they were trying to protect me from um, the media, right? Oh. And I've woken up and everyone's calling me Marjorie. I was Marjorie Tethers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Reached I, the end of her tether. Yeah, yes. exactly. Marjorie Tethers. And I kept saying, I'm not. Marjorie Tethers, I'm Fiona Lachlan. My sister was going, "Shut up, you are Marjorie Tethers." Oh, what if they were? What if they were like real? Like when this is an opportunity for a joke, and you wake up and they're like, "How are you, Nelly? What? You know, I'm just reading your chart here. Nelly neck herself. (laughs) Uh, No, that's not my name. Well, do you know what they have in hospitals? They literally have. It's like names for cyclones. You know, they've got the next one ready. They have um, aliases. Mm. Ready to go, and I just happened to be for uh, just pull one out of the people. tub. Yeah, for oh, famous wow. people. They're already right. there, and oh, it, wow. it came up on a computer. That's how I got my name. Oh, really? There's a famous person. Yeah, rehab name generator. Yeah. Oh man. So they don't. So, someone doesn't think. Oh, you know, it's just you press. You can't a be trusted making up a stupid name yourself. No. So I was Marjorie Tethers, but oh. I came up with June Northern myself because it sounded. She sounded like a bleak woman. <laughs> All right, can we? June Northern was we'll, a woman I knew well. We'll break off from that for a second. Her bef- humping bef- gait. Before we run out of time for the whole episode. Okay. I want to say, um, Lawrence Mooney, uh, very generous man, has had me on Dirty Laundry Live on his TV show very recently. Mm. Tommy was on it last season, so um, very nice of you to have both the the little dum dum club on on the TV show in the That's, last it's my two pleasure. seasons. Um, we... O'Loughlin. No. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> June Northern, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If, if only she was still around. But is yours one of those things where you, if you ask, you definitely can't be on it? Oh, oh. I, don't, I don't do that. No. <laughs> so what I was going to say was we went I, sexual I, favors. <laughs> we went to the football together, Lawrence uh, and I went to the football together um, a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. Last week we went, um, and it was great. And what I found. Um, Great, a great case study was we were watching uh, Essendon and the Western Bull. No, Essendon and who was it now? I can't remember. Essendon West Coast. West Coast. Essendon West Coast. And so we went to two West games, Western Bulldogs and West Coast yes. Eagles. We watched West Coast Eagles and there was quite a lot of people coming up and recognising you, which I thought was very cool. A lot of people coming up going, oh, Lawrence Mooney, oh, I love yeah. the show and whatever, which I thought was great because three weeks before when we went to see the Western Bulldogs, there was a lot of people coming up to you going, Lemo, here he is. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? Lemo. But remember after that West Coast Eagles game, we were just standing there and most of the crowd left and then this man and wife come up with their kids and she goes, oh, I'm really embarrassed to ask this, but can we get a photo with you? And I said, yeah, no problem. Happy to. And she goes, oh, we love your show. You're great. And we got someone to take the photo, Carl, myself, the husband, wife and the two kids. And as she goes, she goes, thanks, Lemo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
So you got a heap of that from the Western Bulldogs, but then West Coast Eagles. Thanks, Levo's like, yeah. Okay, I, th- I reckon. I reckon I'm the winner out of that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Levo's like, really? Gee, he looks a lot fatter when he's not on the telly. <laughs> Let me back up. You're in the photo as well. Oh, I think so. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I think they they thought I was Carrie Bickmore. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's that? That's Burke Street there. That's yes. Burke yes. Street. Yeah. There. So it was just that corner there. Taxi. Dropped me off and he goes, he'd seen, he'd said, oh, I've watched you, you make a lot of people laugh, blah, blah, blah. Nice taxi driver. And as he dropped me off, he said, have a good one, ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one, ding dong. That's great. Dingers. Uh, <laughs> so that was, that was three weeks before and then now the last match, three weeks later, your, your PR people have done a marvellous job. People yep. are actually recognising you as Lawrence Mooney mm. and people um, coming up quite frequently. Well, a lot's football. changed in three weeks, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a lot can change the in lands- three weeks. The landscape has really shifted. <laughs> yeah, so people were coming up. And there was a great moment where we had been drinking, you know, reasonably heavily for, for the, the match and we were at the, the – we went up close after a great last-minute sort of victory for Essendon. We were at the – the, the fence, we went up, we're soaking it up and there was no one left in the ground and we're still there going, yeah, our team won, yeah. And then this guy comes up to Lawrence and goes, oh, Lawrence Mooney, oh, I love your show. I watch it every week. Oh, Dirty yeah, Laundry this Live. was weird. I, I love your show. Oh, it's so great. And and I'm standing there and I sort of think, oh, because I'd just been on it. And then Lawrence thinks the same thing and goes, oh, well, did you watch this week, this Thursday? He goes, yeah. And he goes... And so Lawrence goes, well, you'd know this bloke. And I go, yeah, you'd know me. And he turns around looks at me and goes, yeah, I do know you. I used to live with you. <laughs> yeah. What? And I went, what? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, we shared a house together yeah. and then your and penny dropped. And I just go, what? And I'm looking at this guy in the face and go, this was the first guy I ever lived with moving out of house and lived with this guy when I moved to Ballarat and started going to Ballarat TAFE. I moved in with a couple of guys and this was a guy that I lived with and he's just looking at me and then while I'm being shocked, he turns to Lawrence and goes, what's his name? And he's like, Carl Chandler. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Carl Chandler, yeah. Anyway, what else is happening, Lawrence? Yeah, and I'm still going, fucking what? He's like, just for a second going, oh, there's a bloke I used to live with 20 years ago. So when you were at TAFE, were you doing like honours or a postgraduate degree? I was doing, what do you do at TAFE? I don't even remember. Certificate yeah, I, one certificate. or something, isn't certificate. it? Certificate, yeah. 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 A certificate. So do you just sit there with all the other criminals and yeah. just bide your time? <laughs> no, I was doing graphic design. I wasn't just okay. learning how to break into cars. So you are quite good with your graphics. He's thank very you. good. Oh, thank you. So, um, yeah, he was just You're like, You're good oh. with your graphics. Yes. <laughs> I was just, you do you do, you do that? Do, does, is it all on computers these days, is it? Is so it all on the... When you do graphics for comedians, do you do contra deals? <laughs> Let's not get into a mate that. of mine <laughs> has got a good contra deal for you. Someone did. Someone we won't. Well, no, we can tell that just without using the name. But a a, a comedian did ring me up and ask me to do a poster <laughs> for him once. <laughs> to in do a poster. return, and in return, and in return, you can come to one of my uh, workshops that I'm. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like your graphic design skills, but obviously your comedian skills are oh a little. My God. Shit house. Oh, you know, I can't. <laughs> so. Anyway, I didn't quite find time what, what about, to do that what poster. This? What about you use your um, vast array of skills to design that a beautiful. That I spent years at 
Ballarat TAFE yeah. learning yeah. What, your vast array of skills to design something uh, for me that is clearly worth you know a fair amount of money and I'll let you watch me take a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In I your... T- I... On a paella. <laughs> <laughs> I remember whoever this person Planet was, Earth they were very specific no... about how it had to be a paella. Planet Earth has no cunt like the cunt that takes, <laughs> um, you know, comedy workshop that... It, that, uh, is there anyone good that ever does a comedy workshop? No. Sure or is there that anyone that's not either washed up or desperate or just it's, broken? It, it's, or it's not, worse than that. It's stealing. Not skilled. It's stealing. Money from... So, Burgos, anyway, Palomaris, quick, quick plug, uh, Wednesday night down at the Elephant Wheelbarrow. I'm doing my comedy workshop. If anyone wants to come and learn <laughs> yeah. stand up. Uh, come down and do our podcast, podcast workshop. <laughs> Actually, I'm opening a comedy school, Fiona, called Are you? Mooney's, Mooney's Chuckle Shack. <laughs> <laughs> Come down and learn how to be a comedian because it's a skill that can be taught. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, this guy that was talking to me at the, oh. at the football, so he was uh, – as soon as he talked to me, I'm still in – I'm sort of stunned by the fact I'm facing this guy I haven't seen for 20 years. And instead of him being stunned, like, he's just – Seen me on, on Dirty Laundry Live and then seen me for a second going, oh yeah, and then going straight back to Mooney and going, anyway, Lawrence, how do you be so funny? How do you write all your jokes? I'm still sitting there going, what the fuck happened? Hey. Hey, and hey, hey. I so, used to live with you, yeah. aren't you? Isn't he? He's still me for the phone bill. And I'm like saying to him, so what, what are you doing now? And he goes, oh, I just, you know, because I thought, oh, he used to go to, Hors- I remember he came from Horsham because I thought, I fucking hate Horsham now because everyone I met, everyone I've ever met in my life from Horsham has been an absolute fucking idiot. So I'm going to put it out there. If anyone listens to this from Horsham, you oh, can stop listening. Fuck, we don't need you. Fuck you. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Come on. Wow. So I said to him, he, what have you been doing I to yourself? that, everyone. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> what, what about everyone in Horsham? Hang yourself. Oh, Isn't it the gateway way to the Wimmera? It is. It, Wimmera must it's be much wheat. shop if that's the gateway. So they had, they've had a hard time, Horsham, because they had drought, then they had flood, then they had the moths. Then they had this bloke. We went, went to Horsham. Is. Remember, we went to Horsham we did go to, to Horsham. do some mental health gigs. Yeah, we did. With a with a backup, with a crazy backup, crazy backup. What's the news? Go crazy. Uh, I thought, what's the news? He was a this guy who's a baker. He had some success. He started the Beechworth Bakery. And really? And, and it, the Beechworth Bakery is now a very successful cha- franchise right across country Victoria. Yes. And so he does motivational speech. He does motivational speech, but he speaks a hundred miles out and, and tells these stories, amazing funny. stories. And, uh, you don't watch the news, worst thing you do, watch the news. I haven't watched the news for ten years. Put the news on again, same bloody news. <laughs> 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 so Lawrence and I had some. Don't judge the kids. Love them. Don't judge them. And so like, <laughs> yeah. Love them. Don't judge them. Yeah. Um, every hardship's an opportunity. My wife left me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually so quite was fascinating to listen to. But we went to Horsham to do gigs. So fuck you, Chandler, yeah. and your hate on Horsham. Yeah, yeah, I love Horsham. No, I don't some like it Some of the best all. people I've ever met have come from Horsham. Yeah. See what I'm doing there? Just trying to balance. Sorry that it's yeah. nothing compared to the bustling metropolis that is Mary. Bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking it's pretty hell. rich coming from me, I guess. <laughs> but, this, yeah, this guy was like, oh, yeah. I said, what have you been up to? He's like, oh, I'm living in Horsham. I'm like, so that's what happened? You just went straight, straight back to Horsham? What the fuck's happening over here? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Fiona's opening a window of our second-story <laughs> building. <laughs> can I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not ours. Can, well, hang on. Can you what? You haven't... Like oh, a cigarette. cigarette. Oh, that's fine. I thought you were going to 
completely northern yourself. <laughs> I oh, thought you were going to June northern. June, you thought I was going to do a June northern yeah, jump. Yeah, yeah. No. I've had enough. I've and had actually, that would be great if you could – the microphone lead was long enough and you'd jump down and you just was cracking jokes to the end. Yeah, yeah. And then and then the taxi anyway. drives passing on, ding dong, ding no! dong, hit the tarmac. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I've leapt out the window, I'm falling now, it's going to be over. Boosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ding dong, I'll ring Ernie Sickly. He'll come and help. <laughs> I hit the recall button on this mixing desk and he comes straight back up. That'd be good. <laughs> what do you mean, I'll call Ernie Sickly? I was her sidekick for two years. Oh, sorry. That's Fucking hell. Oh, this is I just unbelievable. Should we wrap it up? I think we should. I don't yeah. think we can go yeah. any... Any further any deeper, down. Any worse. Uh, guys, that's it for the little dum-dum club for another week. Oh, sorry. Awesome. I feel like I ran a party. Welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. I love your podcast. Yeah. Oh, well, we're just about love to start it. doing it, so. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever listened to it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who have you listened to? <laughs> I've listened on it? to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love your podcast. I like the one with me in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lawrence Mooney, you are about to head out on tour, is that correct? That's right. I am touring around Australia October and November. Get the dates on Ticketek or go to Lawrence Mooney on Facebook and all the dates are there. But October, so everywhere, November. everywhere? All cities? Going all around. We, yeah. saw, we saw posters in Adelaide. You're going all, all the capital cities. Adelaide, Perth, Sydney, Brisbane, Hobart, Melbourne and regional as well. Awesome. Oh, yeah, you're Who's doing Melbourne. You're doing the This is the first time I've done a tour that hasn't been, you know, like uh, a festival or, yeah. or Which one a road is it? Show. Which show is it? It's Stupid Liar. So this oh, year's comedy I love festival that show. show. Yes. Yeah, a lot of regional listeners of uh, of the podcast. So yeah, jump on that. Yeah. Lawrence, uh, are you we aren't a going to Horsham. Oh, really? I'm going to do a support act in. I'm going to have one from the state that I'm in, so I don't have to travel with one person the whole way. You could have <laughs> said I'm going to have the state one from the state that I'm in because I really think it's important to give. Young upcoming. No, I don't want to travel with the same person the whole way. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah right. you got to pick your. You got to pick your support very carefully. Yeah. Uh, Fiona, you're doing the Melbourne Fringe Festival. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's your show? Well, it's I'm. It's got the same title as the Melbourne show, my brilliant career, but um, only because I couldn't be bothered changing the poster. But I'm gonna. Uh, I've written next year's show, so I'm gonna try and sneak it in there. And how does Miles Franklin feel about you ripping off her title from a famous book? Um, I don't know. Is she dead? Yep, yeah. she's dead. <laughs> she hung dead. herself, probably. <laughs> they all do, don't they? They all do in the end. What, who was it that put the stones in her pockets and walked in? That was Virginia Woolf. That was Wolf. Virginia Woolf, okay. yeah. yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> guys, we've got our Perth gig on sale uh, Sunday, November 2. What are you doing live from Perth? Yeah. Awesome. 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 They go, awesome when they guests. travel, they stay in a backpackers <laughs> and they take whores. <laughs> yeah. It's gone pretty well. Yeah. Awesome. Should uh, be more I've also of got it. my Melbourne Fringe show, Con Air 2, Convoyage, on sale now, melbournefringe.com.au, if you want to come see awesome. that if you're in Melbourne. Uh, guys, that is it for this week. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. See you, mates.